0: schools. Also's
4: gonna take it on the quarterback draw. He's to the 30, the 25, makes the move to
5: the 20, 15, 10, 5. He's into the end zone.
0: If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it.
3: Number four of my best non-sports sports. Wife carrying. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eric Franson with you here on a Friday. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for being here with us. 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, 106.9 The Fan mobile app, and 106.9TheFan.com. Great ways to uh, participate. Go back and listen to past episodes, past interviews. Last couple of days, we've had a lot of interviews, uh, mostly focused on Region Eleven basketball. These games pick up again today. And uh, we'll let you know who's playing where and uh, how you can follow along. Various different opportunities to do so. And uh, also the Aggies are in action this weekend hosting the Wyoming Cowboys. Get a little bit of uh, a preview of Wyoming, who they are, what they might bring to the spectrum tomorrow night. And as always, love to get your thoughts about what's going on on our Guild Mortgage text line, 435 339 0321 to chime in. Uh, coming up a little bit later on this hour, uh, Dan Clayton with Salt City Hoops will be joining us and talking about the Utah Jazz. Uh, news today that Rudy Gobert and Rudy Gay have cleared uh, protocols and their guidelines to return. They participated in practice today. Uh, we don't know if that means you're going to be available for the Jazz when they take on the Nuggets on Sunday because they've missed. Quite a few days, and what's their conditioning going to be like? We saw that with Joe Ingles, that after he was cleared to return, it took him a few days before he was in shape enough to uh, join the Jazz, and then he only joined the Jazz for a half and got ejected. Uh, But uh, we'll see what this Jazz team will look like on Sunday in a big matchup with the Nuggets. Can they repeat what they did last time when they were shorthanded? But uh, certainly they haven't... uh, (laughs) Done a lot of great things these last two weeks, but Dan Clayton will join us to kind of make sense of what's going on and uh, maybe taking a broader view of where this Jazz squad uh, is at. Also, next hour, stick around for that. Uh, coming up at the top of the hour, next hour, Devin Tompkins will be joining me as uh, we'll be talking to him about uh, kind of reflecting on his career at Utah State and what his next steps are after a magical season for himself and for the football team uh, this past fall and uh, kind of where, where, uh, where his journey is going to be taking him next. So uh, that will be fun to talk to Devin Tompkins coming up next hour, so stick around for that. Top of the hour we will lead off with that. Uh, a couple other things, too, I want to get to. Uh, the NFL Wild Card Weekend taking place uh, this weekend. One of the questions I want to throw out there that I'm looking for your feedback when the, on our Guild Mortgage text line is, it, we, we talked a little bit about who you think are the uh, more likely upsets. We asked that question the other day. But today, my question is, who, who has the most to lose? And I, I guess I'd throw that out there as a, as a team, as a player individually, or maybe even a coach. So if their team doesn't win, who has the most to lose if they have a bad performance and if they end up going home uh, this wild card weekend? Uh, and then I guess on the flip side, we won't just be all negative. Uh, on the other side, you know, who's playing on house money and uh, who who's going to let it ride and get uh, another chance to play play some more on house money? Um, so who uh, who who's coming into these playoffs? a little bit unexpected but maybe a little bit of uh, momentum maybe a little bit of excitement with what's going on and may give them a chance to to steal one in this uh, NFL wild card weekend 4353390321 and uh, we're going to have a lot of those games here on the fan this weekend so as you're out and about driving around this weekend uh going If you're on your way skiing or on your way back from skiing or visiting grandma or whatever your plans are this weekend, we're going to have almost every game here on the fan. Uh, We've got the doubleheader already scheduled on Saturday. We've got two games scheduled on Sunday. The late game uh, will not be on the fan. That's the lone exception because we've got the Jazz at Denver uh, starting at 6 o'clock. And then we will have the game on Monday as well. So we're going to have pretty much that full NFL schedule this weekend here on the fan, starting with the Raiders and Bengals. Uh, pre-game will start at 2 o'clock. And then uh, the later game, the Patriots and the Bills, uh, that, uh, that that coverage of, with Westwood 1 will start at about 545. And on Sunday, Eagles and Buccaneers. Pre-game will start at 1030. 49ers and Cowboys that will start at 2:15 uh, here on the Fan or pretty close to thereabouts. So uh, we will not have the Steelers and the Chiefs. But then on uh, Monday night, starting at about six o'clock, soon as we get done here on the full court press on Monday, Cardinals and Rams. So 435-339-0321. Who has the most to lose of these teams that I talked about? I just went through the schedule. Either as a team. Maybe a coach, maybe even a player, who has the most to lose if their team does not play well uh, this weekend and, and they end up going home. Uh, for me, a couple of examples that came to my mind. Uh, I think of the a lot of people are picking the 49ers as the team that most likely to upset the Cowboys, but if they don't, is this the last hurrah for Jimmy Garoppolo in a 49ers uniform? I mean, it's been a very tenuous year for him there in San Francisco, as it is. Despite that, they still got to the playoffs. I mean, they've been playing some pretty good football as of late. But I think that if if he has a poor performance and the Forty ers lose, it uh, it's it. I think it's probably his last time in a Forty ers uniform. Um, a couple others that came to mind. I. Matt Stafford, look, this is a guy that the, the Rams got aggressive to go get this guy, and he's had a decent year with the Rams. And I don't want to take that away from him. He's had a solid year, but he doesn't really have playoff experience. And so if he doesn't perform well, if they don't play well, I, I think not only does he stand to have a lot to lose, but I think even McVay. And the Rams uh, front office because they keep trading their futures for trying to win now and um, doesn't, hasn't really gave them a lot of, of, uh, a lot of depth and hasn't given them a ring yet. But um, I don't know. I just think that the, the Rams may have a lot to lose here if they don't perform well and take care of the Cardinals. Cardinals started out really strong. Uh, kind of back and forth, faded a little bit. Yes, they had some injuries that played a role in that, but uh, doing well enough to make it to the playoffs. But they could prove to be uh, a team pulling off an upset on Monday. Um, Who else in your mind stands out as perhaps a team with with a lot to lose if they don't play well, if they don't come away with a win? Um, Because... uh, and then well, I'll, I'll put it out there too if if there's a team that's playing on house money and doing well and didn't expect to be there, but hey, they're there. we're happy to be here. And so we don't have pressure. We're, we weren't expected to be here and uh, we're gonna go out and have some fun. The pressure's not on us, it's on the other guys. Um, I, I don't know that it necessarily leads to a win and, and an upset, but it could. And the team, for me, that comes to mind are the Raiders. That's a team that uh, we know all the problems that happened uh, earlier, kind of midseason there with the coaching situation. Despite that, they've still been able to win enough to get to the playoffs. They have the same record as the Bengals, but the Bengals, because of on the tiebreaker situations, they host this weekend. But uh, uh, the Bengals, yes, Burroughs had a great year. They have a terrible offensive line. Raiders had a fantastic final game of the regular season. the um, Raiders, to me, kind of feel like a team that's just been playing on house money for half the season. And so, uh, look, they're, the fact that they're there, that's just gravy. Uh, I, I think another team kind of playing on some house money, the Eagles, um, the way that uh, you know Jalen Hurts has been playing. The way that team has been coming together, I don't think it's going to be as much of a a close contest in this one, however, because they're going up against the Buccaneers. Uh, I think that's a team that really wants to um, take care of business early if they can, impose their will, and not get it into the fourth quarter. Um, And then one last team that I think is kind of playing on some house money, uh, the, the Steelers. Look, that was a team that almost didn't make it, with some with a strange set of circumstances in the final week, and really coming down into the overtime game uh, between the, uh, the the Raiders and the Chargers. But look, it's Ben Roethlisberger's last hurrah. Um, I, I don't think Mike Mike Tomlin's job is not in jeopardy, but uh, they're the biggest dogs coming into this. They're twelve and a half point underdogs against the Chiefs. Chiefs are without. Uh, Edwards-Elair, they're out uh, without Tyreek Hill. They've, Chiefs have got some guys that are missing and we know that uh, offensive line has had some issues in the past containing and, and protecting uh, Mahomes and the Steelers still have a solid defense. Um, they could make life interesting in Kansas City this weekend. 435 339 if you want to weigh in on who you think is playing on house money. Maybe you not expected to be there playing uh, loose and without pressure. And then on the other side, like who has the most to lose, either as a team, a, a specific player, or even a coach, if they don't perform well this weekend? 9310 chiming in. I think if Buffalo loses, they need to tweak some personnel or coaches. Obviously, Josh Allen is their quarterback, but the Bills struggled down the stretch. Great point. Yes. Thank you for reminding me. I did think about. Josh Allen, and the and the Bills earlier today. Look, th- this was a team that was expected to be a deep run, uh, deep in the playoffs team, a guy that was a, a potential MVP candidate that everybody thought that this was going to be the year he takes that next step. And they, they just haven't really. Um, they, they just feels like they've performed well, but just not to expectations. Eleven and six overall, and they've they've got a solid home record, but uh, it just yeah I agree. It just feels like this Bills team is just not quite there. They're on the cusp, but just still not quite. And with what they've been doing these last few years, they should be a little better than they are. They did kind of falter and kind of lose steam to close out the end of the regular season. Great point. Nine three one zero. Appreciate that. Uh, If you want to weigh in, four three five three three nine zero three two one. Which NFL team, player, or coach has the most to lose this weekend? And who's playing on house money? And I've been thinking about certain teams, but maybe there's a coach or uh, even a player or two that uh, you think kind of stands out for that. And and that might not be one of these underdogs that uh, that I've been talking about. Maybe it's. Uh, maybe it's uh, somebody that's just kind of come along uh over the last uh, little bit here even on a team that's favored that's uh maybe surprising and doing a little bit better certainly I think somebody who's surprising in what they've been able to do this year is Joe Burrow terrible offensive line but and he's chucking the ball around the yard and uh he's he's a gamer um and he's uh I think that's, that's a pretty solid team trying to turn some things around with that franchise. That's why I think that game is probably one of the more interesting for me this weekend. I think Saturday, both of those games are really compelling. Patriots and Bills, uh, they've had a couple of games already this year that were fascinating. Uh, Rangers and Bengals, I think those are two teams kind of um, happy to be there playing loose and see what they could do. They've got some talent. Um And then I think the other game that really stands out to me, well, I'll say there are two others that really stand out to me. 49ers and Cowboys, historic rivalry. Jimmy Garoppolo is at his last game with San Francisco. Cowboys, they've always had talent, but they've not been able to really do much in the postseason whatsoever, or at least very, very little uh, over the last, gosh, 20 years. Uh, So Is this the year they finally get it together and win a couple? Uh, and then the last game that's, I think, really intriguing are the Cardinals and the Rams when they face each other on Monday night because uh, the way the Cardinals started the year faltered a little bit, but trying to get back on track. Rams have made some moves. Uh, they've got that superstar roster, but can they come together and win enough games to have a, a deep run? And... uh so anyway, those are the games I'm going to be paying close attention to. What about you? 435-339-0321. If you want to weigh in on games you're going to be paying close attention to, this NFL Wild Card weekend, who's playing on house money and who has the most to lose. Uh, coming up next here on the Full Court Press, calling a timeout right now, but on the other side, Dan Clayton will be joining us. He is a, uh, a contributor with uh, Salt City Hoops, one of the main guys there, covering the Utah Jazz They do a great job of looking at the the statistics and make sense of it and understanding the nuance of the game and the storylines of what's going on. Jazz has certainly been in a slump these last two weeks. Have we learned anything good through this stretch? Uh, Or should we be hitting the panic button? And uh, what about any roster moves that they might be needing to make before the trade deadline? I'll ask Dan all those questions coming up on the other side here on the Full Court Press.
2: It's a big night, Friday night at the Open Range. Bring your friends and say hello to Aggie head football coach Blake Anderson. There will be lots of photo opportunities with Coach Anderson, a couple of Aggie players, and the championship trophy from the Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl. Enjoy live music with the band Haywire. And of course, lots of food and drink available. Admission just eight bucks. It all happens Friday night. Coach Anderson, players, and the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl trophy at the Open Range. Upstairs at the Logan Event Center. 1200 North, 200 East
4: behind them all what's more important than sleep granted some things are but not many this is ryan at my mattress and here we offer the best solution to better sleep a better mattress IntelliBed, the gel mattress cradles your hips and shoulders while providing the best back support possible or come in and choose a Tempur-Pedic that boasts 93 percent of their owners love their bed My Mattress, offering the best sleep possible by the South Walmart.
3: The best high school basketball in the state is being played in northern Utah. And every Region 11 high school basketball team is broadcast on local radio and now video streaming on cashvalleydaily.com. All the games are covered on air and online with a dedicated broadcast crew for each school. Listen or watch the exciting action of every game. And after the game is over, go back and watch it again. All the details are available right now on CashValleyDaily.com. High School Hoops, the biggest games of the week.
7: It's the perfect time to get rid of that old wood stove or put an insert in that old fireplace because the state of Utah's wood stove and fireplace change program is back. Advanced Fireplace and Stove says let the government put the bill up to $3,800 towards your new heat and glow gas insert or fireplace or Vermont casting stove. Do you live in Idaho? No worries. Idaho's change-out program is in full swing. They can assist in the Idaho wood change-out too. Advanced Fireplace and Stove, 435-753-3734 or at advancedfireplaceandstove.com.
0: The new home for the full-court press. Weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan.
3: Utah Jazz have had a rough slump on this road trip, and then even when they came back home, they're friendly confines of Vivint Arena, but they've been doing it without Rudy Gobert, and it looks like he has uh, cleared protocols and will be back, but uh, what kind of impact is that uh, made on the team, and where do they go from here? What did we learn about the Jazz minus Rudy Gobert to help us kind of sift through some of that and this current slump that they're in? Dan Clayton, friend of the program, joins us with Salt City Hoops. Always does a great job breaking down what's going on with the Utah Jazz. Dan, uh, Dan, thanks for your time today.
6: Eric, it was great to be on. Thanks for having
3: me. Yeah, News today that uh, Rudy Gobert and Rudy Gay, I guess both the Rudys, cleared cleared protocols and uh, returned to practice today. And uh, It also sounds like this is the, one of the first times this Jazz team has really been able to practice in the last week and a half or so with all the travel, one thing, but also all the COVID. Um, just we, it's been obvious the, the impact that Rudy has on the game offensively and defensively for the Jazz. But what else have you learned from the Utah Jazz without Rudy Gobert in the lineup?
6: Yeah, so I, I think what's obvious from this uh, four-game skid now is, is that the Jazz still aren't terribly equipped on either end to, to really thrive in small ball basketball. Um, they had a good game in Denver about a week and a half ago. Um, without Rudy and without Hassan Whiteside um, who was in concussion protocol at the time he's he has since entered, entered health and safety too so but uh but yeah in a game in Denver without either of their traditional bigs they went in with a great game plan um, even against you know an mvp level center in Nikola Jokic they were able to sort of figure out what they wanted to do on both ends um, they had some guys that just bodied up Jokic and then on the other end, they moved the ball. Well, they used Boyan Bogdanovich to kind of bust some schemes on, on the offensive end of the court. And, um, you know, that was encouraging. And then since then, they just haven't had it right. It's been four straight games where, um, you know, we all know the the impact that Rudy Gobert has on their defense, but I think what we've seen is that, you know, without that, without that pick and roll thread. This is a this is a spread pick and roll based offense, right? And when you don't have that roll man at the center of the attack, suddenly, you know, your offense devolves into just five different guys taking turns trying to make a play and and like I said, they've had some stretches where that's gone okay, but it's just not a very efficient way to live in the long term and, and so it doesn't surprise me that they've that they've struggled a little bit without without Gobert, who, you know, you know me, Eric, I keep saying like Gobert is a top 10 impact player in the NBA. And I think that's kind of what we've been seeing. He's he's just that important to how their, their identity is constructed um, on both ends of the court. Really.
3: And I know that it's been hard not having Rudy Gay available for some of these games either, because uh, we've wanted to see this jazz team be able to play small ball if necessary, because that's what hurt them in the playoffs. And that was one of the big reasons why Rudy Gay was brought uh, to the roster but have there been some things that you've seen through this stretch where the Jazz have been able to adapt a little bit and maybe kind of learning the hard way? Are they any better <laughs> because of this? Or is it just, you know, is just bad, we just throw away the tape and get guys back healthy and we move on?
6: You know, I, I don't think you throw away the tape, but, I, but I'm not sure. Like, look, the, the Jazz we've seen over these last four games is not the Utah Jazz that's, that's going to matter in the postseason, Right the Jazz are either going to have success in the postseason or not based on, you know, who they are at their fullest, um, which is a nice way of saying that, like, look, if they have to play a playoff series without Gobert, they're, they're probably screwed either way, right? Like, he's, and, and that's not a slap on the rest of the roster. Like, that's the same thing with, you know, if, if Golden State had to play a series without Steph or if Milwaukee had to play one without Giannis, it's just when you take – uh, you know, uh, uh, that level of impact player away from a team, um, they're, they're going to have a hard time sort of solving for an identity on the fly. And, and, and so I, you know, for that reason alone, I'm, I'm not spending too, too many brain cells over analyzing what we've seen in, in this four game skid or, or, even, you know, even throw the Denver game in there, the one and four since Gobert was unavailable. Um, you know, I, I I think I think that there's some stuff in there for guys individually to look at and to look at their own tape and say, "Oh man, I just I really need to get better at staying in front of the basketball when I'm the on-ball defender," or you know, I need to know that in this situation when the defense does this, I need to get off the ball quicker and not you know dribble into a trap and and dead end the offense. So I think there are some things like that they can learn, but as a whole on the collective, I just I don't think there's a lot of predictive value in these games because who the Jazz are is is ultimately going to be yeah, going to be tied to Gobert, Mitchell, and to a lesser degree Conley, right? Like that's that's their star core, and that's the core that's going to determine how far they go or don't go in May and June.
3: This was a team that, uh, with what's been going on, with combination of COVID and some injuries, uh, we've seen some. Guys play larger roles and play a lot more minutes than normally we would see. And uh, Eric Pascal, I think we could say that he's taken advantage of the opportunity to play more minutes. And uh, I don't know that this stretch gives coaches more pause and and thought that maybe he deserves more going forward or not, but certainly it's encouraging to see how he's taken advantage of the opportunity.
6: Well, yeah, I think he's a great example of both of those phenomena we just talked about, right? Both both the... um, the concept of like you're going to get more opportunity. You're going to have opportunities to solve some defenses you haven't seen before. But then also like other teams are going to have an opportunity to adjust to you. And I think Pascal saw that a little bit in, in both of these recent games. You know he he had a, a absolutely phenomenal start in Detroit. He had a seventeen point first quarter, looked unstoppable, was just going in there like a wrecking ball, and you know smaller guys were just bouncing off of him. Like he went to the rim and just board with impunity and uh and then you know suddenly they they change some things they they change some coverages so they can account for him a little better and and then not only does he have a really quiet second half but the jazz can't get anything going after halftime and give up a 22 point lead so again i think you know all these guys have to have to look at their their body of work from uh from this period of time with you know a degree of pride sure because you know this is a this is a rough situation this is a, the the world's in a rough situation the NBA's in a rough situation and and it finally was the jazz's turn to sort of live this this covid nightmare of having half of their roster unavailable at the same time and and guys should be proud of that but but the point i was making is they also need to look at their body of work over this period of time with a little bit of you know humility and introspection and and uh you know say hey it, i maybe I can't just over rely on this one thing that I got to work for me for a period of time. And, um, you know, cause, cause Pascal has had some brilliant, brilliant moments and stretches, um, w- during this, during this period when, uh, Gobert and Whiteside and Gay have, have all been taking turns being out, but he's also had some times where he's, you know, where where he's been a bit of a liability and where the, where the opponents have been able to hunker down on him in a way that kind of shut down the whole rest of the offense. So it's it's you know you you just have to be balanced in the way you look at that and and not get too discouraged about it and not get too excited about your seventeen point quarter either. Um, you know, same thing with a lot of the guards. I think I think the guards should feel really happy with the defense they've played at certain moments, but certainly on the aggregate, you look back over these five games and you and you go, wow, you know ball containment is still as much of an issue today for the Jazz's perimeter defenders as it was in that Clippers series you were referring to. So it, with with all these guys I think you just kind of have to you just have to look at both sides of it and be honest with yourself.
3: Dan Clayton with Salt City Hoops joins us here on the Full Court Press talking about the Utah Jazz and I saw a report uh, earlier today it seems like uh the, the incidence of of COVID and players being put into uh, health and safety protocols is dramatically declining now after we've had a heck of a couple of months here in the NBA, and I hope that it is the a trend that continues. I know the Jazz are still kind of coming out of it, but um, the when this started for the Jazz, uh, it was that game on the road at Denver. They're back on the road at Denver this weekend, uh, but they're getting some guys back. Uh, that game just a few weeks ago, gosh, probably the in my mind one of the best wins of the season, considering the circumstances can they pull that off again after what's what they've been through these last few weeks or maybe a different story coming up this weekend or too hard to tell?
6: Yeah. I mean, it's it's really too early to tell because one of the things we don't know is, you know, great. So Gobert and Gay have cleared protocols, but what's their conditioning going to look like after mm. not just a week of being out, but a week of being sick. Like we, right, you know, reports are that Gobert kind of had a rough go of it this time around with the, with the uh, COVID related illness. And so, and it was you a know, couple
3: days for Joe Ingles to come back to play after he was cleared.
6: Yeah, exactly. And um, so, you know, even if even if they're cleared to play, like, you know, they're going to be at altitude, they're in Denver, they're going to be, you know, running hard and, and playing against NBA, NBA athletes for the first time in, a, in a, you know, seven to ten days, depending on the guy, so I, you know, I think we can't assume anything is going to go well or badly, but I, but I do think that like, look, anytime anytime number twenty seven is on the floor, you can look at that as an opportunity to to see what the Jazz are are going to look like as a version of the of their best selves. And and you're right, you know, like that, you know, the NBA is getting back to some semblance of normal. I think they knew that the holidays were going to be rough with a lot of people coming and going and spending time with families and, and all of that, um, which is why they kind of tightened up the, the testing requirements. And, and frankly, I mean, you know, that's, that's probably what a lot of these absences were due to. I'm not, you know, if you look across the league and the vast number of guys that entered protocols, I'm not sure all of those same guys spend the same amount of time <laughs> in protocols if the league isn't requiring every single player to test every day, right? Before, before the holidays, they were only testing people who were symptomatic or had a known contact. So it might be one of those, you know, whatever you, whatever you're looking for, you will find kind of things. Mm-hmm. But again, they, they're confident that they've gotten through the worst of this surge. They've gone back to starting tomorrow. They will go back to not testing everybody daily, just to only testing the people who are symptomatic or, or who have had a possible exposure. Um, and you know, will that help the jazz get things back to normal maybe you will see i mean again the jazz were kind of at the tail end of this thing and sort of lived it almost later than all the other nba teams so um you know it wouldn't shock me still to find out that they still have a couple more cases to go before they get it out of their proverbial and literal system so we'll just play it by ear but uh, I, I for one i'm i'm excited to see i'm excited to see how sunday goes we haven't first of all, I'll be there in person. I'm, I'm actually going to this one, which will be
3: oh, fun. Lucky you, but
6: yeah. Um, but also just we we haven't, we haven't been treated to the Gobert Jokic matchup really this season. They, they were, they both played in the first game, but Jokic exited early with a knee injury. Um, you know, the Jazz were doing well up until that point. They were up to when he left, um, despite a monster first half from Jokic. And then the second game, you know, like I said, Go, Gobert was out. So, that's just a matchup that is always fun if if you're a basketball fan and so I'm I'm excited to see how it goes and I hope that Gobert A plays and B is you know close enough to his to his usual self that we can look at that as a as a relevant measuring stick to where he and the Jazz are
3: the uh, the Jazz traded away Mie Oni this happened right before covid hit and maybe that was just bad timing and not having him available but Um, they do have two open roster spots. I know they're signing a lot of guys right now just to fill empty spaces, but uh, with some of these guys that have been signed to these temporary contracts, do any of them stick, or do you get a sense that the Jazz might do something before the trade deadline to fill out their roster?
6: Yeah, I think they are trying to buy a little bit of time before they fill that that 14th spot, especially the 14th spot is the one that they're technically required to fill by January 18th. Um, you're not supposed to dip under 14 for more than two weeks at a time. Um, it, what's unclear a little bit, because with this COVID situation, the NBA is kind of making some rules up as they go, but what's unclear is if all the hardship guys they signed will count towards that 14-man requirement. But let's let's assume that it doesn't, you know, then and that eventually they're going to have to fill that 14th roster spot. I do think that the Jazz are that it would benefit them to, um, you know, to to maybe kick the can a little bit with another 10 day contract, just because you never know at the trade deadline, which is February 10th. You never know if there's going to be an opportunity to make a trade where you're maybe bringing back two guys in exchange for one, um, or maybe someone gets traded to a rebuilding team and they get, and, and, and subsequently bought out because that rebuilding team doesn't feel like they're part of the, Part of the plan, so I, I think for all those reasons, the Jazz would will probably try to go into February with some amount of flexibility. Um, having said that, to answer the other part of your question, I, you know, the guys that they have signed to hardship deals to get through this, this period, I, you know, oddly, ironically, I guess none of them have looked. None of them have made a really strong case to stay on with the Jazz in a in a regular, uh, you know, a regular roster spot, except maybe Daniel House. But he's the one who you now he himself has entered health and safety protocols. So again, it's just another another painful little reminder of just the situation we're in with all of this stuff, right?
3: Uh, I know it's so crazy; it's so hard to predict right now with everything that's going on. Um, and I guess my my last point here, and I'll let you go. I appreciate your time today. I know you're trying to get you're trying to get to Denver, so. Um, yeah. To see the game, but just the, the the state of the NBA. I mean, the Jazz were right there with the with the Warriors and the the Suns at the top of the Western Conference. They've hit this snag. Uh, even before then, though, they kind of got um, you know the Golden State showed why they're the top team in the West, and the Jazz aren't. I mean, uh, how are I mean when we're talking about trade deadline and needing to facilitate trades to, to fill out this roster? What do the Jazz need to do to be a real legitimate contender? Because right now, even when they were at full strength, it was still a little shaky. If they really were considered to be a contender.
6: Yeah, you know, my, my advice I always give people is to zoom out a little bit. Like, if, if you're yeah. always just thinking about, like, how did the last five or six or even ten games go? Um, you know, for starters, if you look at, the, at the, the expanded standings that shows you records over the last ten, um, you know, Milwaukee, Golden State, Phoenix, all those teams are kind of in a similar boat where they've, you know, where they've lost four or five or six games in their last 10. I think that some of that's a reflection of this COVID stuff and everybody kind of improvising their way through a bad situation. And some of it's just the fact that like, look, we're in the dog days, right? Like every, every December, January, February teams kind of, you know, it's, it's easy to lose focus in an 82 game, not lose focus. Cause these guys are focused, but, but just, you know, 82 games is a long season. And I think that every team goes through these, these spells at different points. So I just, I I think people should probably relax. I I think that, you know, the jazz have shown it. If you zoom out and you look at the sort of bigger picture quality markers, I think that those all indicate that the jazz are going to be right there. I think that they are good enough that when they're healthy, um, they're going to have, you know, they can go into a seven game series against anybody feeling like they have a shot. Um, now, are, are there things they could do with their roster to improve those odds? Of course there are. And that's why we're talking about the trade deadline. And that's why we're talking about potential buyouts. Like those, those are all possibilities. And, and I, for one, think um, I, I think it's more off more likely than not that the jazz do make a trade, uh, a, a, not like a, blockbuster trade but a rotation altering trade um here before february 10th so you know we sort of have to wait and see what the end product is of the roster after that point but but even if they don't make moves i i still believe in the construction overall they're not without their flaws but guess what neither is golden state neither is milwaukee all those teams that we just mentioned brooklyn phoenix um you know if if you believe in teams like LA or Miami or Chicago or Denver Denver's fringe contenders, like all those teams have their own sort of bugaboos or skeletons in the closet. And, you know, that's what the playoffs are about. It's about two great teams get into a series and they spend two weeks trying to make the other team do things that they're less good at. And the team that wins is the team that either forces their will more or can be a bit of a chameleon and, and make it work when they're forced to do things that, that are not their number one choice of how to play. And, um, you know, the Jazz have experienced that. They, they also have had health issues in their last two post-seasons, so that certainly colors the results as well. But, you know, by and large, I, I, think, I think that the Jazz, um, if they don't make a trade, they will still be capital-C contenders. They will go into the post-season with a, with a good shot. And if they do make a trade, then, you know, we'll have a lot to analyze and talk about here on the show about whether that (laughs) trade really moves them closer.
3: Uh, Amen. That's true. Well, uh, Dan, always appreciate the time. Always great stuff. Salt City Hoops, you guys always have great analytics, understanding, and making sense of those numbers as well. You guys are always doing a great job and appreciate your time uh, with us here on the Full Court Press.
6: Hey, it's a pleasure. Thanks for having me.
3: All right, thanks, and enjoy Denver.
8: This is Jay with Daryl's Appliance. What happens when an appliance breaks down and the cost of the repair is more than the appliance value? You're stuck with a service call charge at most places, not at Daryl's. With our exclusive Under One Roof Loyalty Program, we discount the service call diagnostic charge when you decide to buy new from us instead of the repair. That's the Daryl's difference because service always comes first. Daryl's West on Airport Road, open until 6 p.m. on weekdays
9: 5 on Saturday. This is James Stevens with White Pine Funeral Services. We often hear people say, I wish I could use White Pine, but I've already paid for arrangements elsewhere. Know that if you've already pre-planned with a different funeral home, you can still call White Pine. If you are being told you'll lose up to 25% of your money, White Pine will provide a discount equal to any fee for switching. If you have any questions, please stop by for a visit or give us a call. We would love to meet you and explain in more detail. White Pine Funeral Services, here when you
7: Adams Wealth Advisors entire team says, thank you Cash Valley for voting them the best financial planner in the best of Northern Utah competition. Honesty and integrity is the hallmark of Adams Wealth Advisors. Let them earn your trust
10: today. This is Craig Adams. At Adams Wealth Advisors, we are here to help you receive peace of mind whether you've done a lot of planning or a little planning. Count on our team at Adams Wealth Advisors for honesty, professionalism, and integrity. Visit
7: AdamsWealthAdvisors.com or call 752-1702 to schedule a time with an advisor today. Please see Adams WealthAdvisors.com for more information on these recent awards.
5: Ascent Aesthetics is a premier aesthetic practice. Doctors Benyon, Blotter, and Robinette of Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat are proud to offer you a professional aesthetics team. The Ascent team is passionate about education, best techniques, products, procedures, and services. If you're looking for help with Botox, fillers, microneedling, laser hair removal, medical-grade facials, or skincare, Ascent will help you feel confident, beautiful, and refreshed. See which Ascent service is right for you, and learn more at AscentAesthetics.com that's a
8: The Riverwoods Conference Center is the center in Cache Valley for business, entertainment, and special events. Whether you're hosting a large or small event, you have the choice of inside with all the new modern interior renovations or outside along the scenic banks of the beautiful Logan River. The Riverwoods is an ideal choice, offering seamless planning, easy catering coordination, and will make your event as professional or as beautiful as desired. To book your next event or for more info, visit theriverwoods.com or call 435-750-5151. We'll see you at the Riverwoods. The Full Court Press on
0: Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan.
3: Welcome back to the Full Court Press. Eric Franson with you here on a Friday. Uh, we've got a busy weekend here on The Fan. First of all, we've got uh, high school basketball tonight. Skyview at Ridgeline. That'll be here on the fan. And on 104.5, the ranch. Dave Simmons and Nick Zollinger will be on the call. You can also watch the game on cashvalleydaily.com. Uh, other high school games going on. Green Canyon is at Bear River. Actually, uh, due to a couple different scheduling things going on, A.J. Knight is actually going to call that game for both schools. And that'll be on Light FM 100.9 and on 104.9 the ranch also video streaming on Cash Valley Daily and then last but not least logan is hosting mountain crest tonight hall of Famer al lewis on the call there on KVNU 6:10 a.m. 102.1 fm and on 107.7 klzx so busy night tonight with high school basketball tomorrow we got nfl wild card games Utah State Aggies, uh, KVNU game night, pregame coverage. will start at 6 before the Aggies take on Wyoming at 7 in the spectrum. First home game for Utah State in a while. First game period for Wyoming in almost a month. Their last game was at a tournament in Hawaii on Christmas Day. That's the last time they've played an organized basketball game. So we'll see if uh, Utah State can use that to their advantage or not. Uh, But uh, Utah Jazz, they're on the road this weekend. They're going to be playing Sunday night at the uh, Denver Nuggets. That game will tip off at 6 o'clock. And uh, Rudy Gobert, Rudy Gay have been cleared to return to uh, team activities from COVID protocols. And they did participate in practice today. But um, we don't know if they will be playing on Saturday. Thankfully, the Jazz have a, a little bit of a break here. Uh, thankfully. I mean, they played on Wednesday night against Cleveland, and then they don't play again until Saturday, so it's great to have this break to give guys a chance to come back from being gone, and uh, to clear protocols, and then to spend time and practice again. Uh, I was listening to a podcast with uh, David Locke earlier today, and the the Jazz, through that stretch of having players sick and on that road trip, they didn't have any practices until the shoot-around before the Cleveland game. That was really their first practice as a team, and so uh, he was somewhat encouraged by some a few things that the team was was doing and adjusting since they actually had time to practice. Um, certainly, you know, letting a twenty-one nothing uh, run happen on your floor in the third quarter is never a good thing or acceptable. But um, the, the the team has to figure out how to be able to win in different ways, defend in different ways, and uh, what we just have seen how much Rudy Gobert makes a difference for this team offensively and defensively. Offensively, with all the screening that he does and the screen assists, uh, when he's not there, this team doesn't screen for each other. The, the ball movement isn't as, as crisp or as good. Guys aren't as open. And uh, certainly we know his impact defensively. But the whole point of the defense is to funnel uh, defenders to Rudy. They, don't, uh, they need to do a better job of guarding who's in front of them. And uh, that's certainly been exposed. And hopefully that provides uh, a big wake-up call for the team going forward if they want to be legitimate contenders. Uh, another quick timeout here in the full-court press. Uh, got some additional thoughts about this uh, NFL weekend, uh, going over a few things uh want to get your thoughts on it as well. Uh some of the matchups uh, taking place this weekend. Who has the most to lose? A player, a coach, or a team um from this weekend? And, and on the other side, who's playing on house money? And even if it's a favored team, uh, I think a favored team or a player on a favored team could be considered to be playing on house money. You know, they're playing well beyond what was expected and um really uh, has some good momentum behind them coming into these playoffs. Also next hour, we'll talk to Devin Tompkins, the standout wide receiver for Utah State football. Uh, He uh, will be joining us at the top of the hour as he talks about his next steps and reflecting back on the season and career that he had at Utah State University, so stick around for that. And we'll continue to look more at uh, Wyoming, the season that they've had, and what we might see on Saturday in the spectrum. It's all coming up next here on the Full Court Press. Hi,
10: this is Gene Needham of SC Needham Jewelers. I would like to welcome all USU students back to Logan. We are Utah's oldest jewelry store. My sons, Sylvan and JD, now represent our fifth generation of jewelers. We use the newest technology and custom-made rings. Perhaps this is the year you'll get engaged. Visit our website at scneedham.com or simply come to the store in historic downtown Logan where Utah gets engaged. SC Needham Jewelers, middle of the block at the sign of the clock. Westwood one has all the excitement of the super wildcard round of the NFL playoffs on Saturday. It's the Raiders and the Bengals followed by the Patriots and the bills. Then a triple header on Sunday featuring the Eagles and bucks 49ers and Cowboys and the Steelers and chiefs. And then one final game on Monday night between the Cardinals and the Rams from the wildcard round all the way to super bowl 56 in Los Angeles. The NFL playoffs are right here.
9: It's
8: Wild Card weekend in the NFL on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan.
1: You've heard a lot of chatter lately about job openings. Job seekers like you have a lot to choose from. Who has the best pay, benefits, and work environment? Here's your answer. Homestead Cabinet. If you want to work for a company with outstanding pay, monthly profit share, great benefits, four-day weekends, an awesome work environment, and you get a whole week off every two months, Homestead Cabinet in Hiram is the place to be. We need good, hard workers who are humble and curious to work in one of the most technologically advanced shops in the nation. If this is you, go to HomesteadCabinet.com. This is Dave Simmons for Les Olson Company. Every great team knows that you
4: have to train to stay on top of your game. Even top players continue to practice the fundamentals. That's why Les Olson Company offers free IT security awareness training so your business can stop threats before they become a problem. Learn what to do in case of a suspected phishing attack. Don't take risks. Take action with the Les Olson Security Suite. Get your free network assessment at lesolson.com. This is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems. Did you know that Valley Office Systems is a local company with Utah ownership and we are debt-free with 47 years of industry experience. Valley remains your safe and smart choice for document solutions and all things office. Visit valleyofficesystems.com. The Aggies, the Jazz, the High Schools,
0: the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan.
3: Uh, coming up on uh, next hour, don't don't forget we're going to be speaking with Devin Tompkins, great wide receiver for Utah State. Find out what uh, his next steps are, and reflect back on a tremendous career at Utah State with their football program. But speaking of football, the NFL All Pro team announced today. The Associated Press uh, All Pro team uh, it came out today, and five players uh, got. Unanimous selections. So there are 50 members of a, this nationwide panel of media members who regularly cover the NFL, and they all voted. And five players were unanimous selections. You guess who they are? One of them is Cooper Cup, great wide receiver for the Rams. Devonte Adams, great wide receiver for the Packers. Uh, Also, Indianapolis Colts running back, Jonathan Taylor. Had a phenomenal year running the ball. Pittsburgh Steelers edge rusher, T.J. Watt. And Rams defensive tackle, Aaron Donald. So those are the five players who were unanimous selections to the AP NFL All-Pro team. Uh, Donald, that's his seventh selection in the eight seasons that he's been playing. (laughs) The guy's just phenomenal. Uh, Watt, that's his third time on this list. Uh, Adams is on there for the second time. Um, and uh, so a couple others. Um, uh, uh, Jonathan Taylor, that's his second time on the list. We have a few who've made it uh, a few additional times. A couple other players of note. Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback on offense. He's on it for the fourth time. Uh, Philadelphia center Jason Kelsey uh, he is, um, it's his fourth time on the list. Dallas right guard Zach Martin and Baltimore place kicker Justin Tucker have been on their, makes it on their fifth time. That's Tucker's fifth selection. That's the most among NFL kickers. Nobody else, uh, no other kicker has been on more than three times. And now that's his fifth. Uh, three-time All-Pros this year include Colts linebacker Darius Leonard, Rams cornerback Jalen Ramsey, Steelers defensive tackle Cam Hayward, uh, two-time All-Pros, a couple, couple others that we uh, already mentioned, but a few additional ones. Browns edge rusher Miles Garrett, Titans safety Kevin uh, uh, Baird. Uh, so that's a interesting list of, of players who made the list. Um, I, I don't know that if that gives a sense for who the MVP might be or how voters may be feeling. But uh, five got unanimous selections, and none of them were a quarterback. Um, you had a, two wide receivers. You had an edge rusher. and Well, you had, really had two edge rushers. And a uh, running back, who were all unanimous selections to the uh, all-pro team recognizing a player at every position, offense, defense and uh special teams. So I don't know. If that gives you any incident or any insight as to who uh, voters may be uh thinking of for the uh, MVP of the season, but at quarterback it is Aaron Rodgers, It wasn't Tom Brady. It wasn't uh Joe Burrow. It was, it was Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he was the quarterback. Jonathan Taylor, the uh, the running back. Mark Andrews at Baltimore was the tight end. Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup, and Debo Samuel from San Francisco. Those were your wide receivers. Trent Williams from San Francisco. Tristan Wirfs from uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, Joel Betonio, Zach Martin, and Jason Kelsey. That's your offensive line. And uh, on defense, uh, T.J. Watt and Miles Garrett were your edge rushers. Uh, from Pittsburgh and Cleveland, respectively. Aaron Donald, Cam Hayward on the defensive line from the Rams and from Pittsburgh. Uh, for at Linebacker Darius Leonard, Micah Parsons, uh, Darius Leonard from Indianapolis, uh, Micah Parsons from Dallas. It's really an interesting thing there where he's a rookie and uh, made the all-pro team. Just kind of give you an insight of the type of season he's had. Uh, Devondre Campbell from Green Bay, also the other linebacker. Uh, At corner, Trayvon Diggs at Dallas. Jalen Ramsey at the uh, Rams. At safety, Kevin Baird from Tennessee. Jordan Poyer from Buffalo at uh, safety position. And on special teams, already mentioned Justin Tucker as a place kicker. A.J. Cole, the punter from Las Vegas. Braxton Berrios from the Jets as a kick return specialist. Devin DuVarnay from Baltimore as a punt return specialist. And um, J.T. Gray, And uh, Luke Rhodes also being recognized on the uh, All-Pro team that was announced today from the Associated Press. Uh, Coming up next hour, a few additional thoughts about Wild Card Weekend, about some of the matchups and storylines to follow. We'll also preview Utah State and Wyoming. How much do we know about the Cowboys since they haven't played in a month? Um, But uh, what were they like before they had all of these pauses? They have not had a game yet in Mountain West Conference play. It'll be their first tomorrow night in Logan and uh, Utah State's first home game in uh, almost a month, too. So uh, a lot of Aggie fans eager to see their Utah State team and cheer them on and help them get back into the victory column. So we'll preview that coming up next hour along with that conversation with Devin Tompkins. Stick around on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, the 106.9 The Fan mobile app, and streaming online at 106.9TheFan.com. I'm
11: Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. NFL wildcard weekend starts tomorrow. The Saturday slate will start with the Bengals hosting the Raiders. The playoffs are exciting for every fan base, but this game could mean a little bit more for these two teams. Neither team was supposed to be here. Bengals coming off a four-win season, and sophomore quarterback Joe Burrow just a year removed from tearing his ACL. The Bengals have a good young core, but they weren't supposed to be this good this soon. And we all know the problems the Raiders have faced this year, parting ways with former coach John Gruden, and they lost multiple starters due to off-field incidents. Every year, we see few teams make an unprecedented rise. We can't predict the outcome of tomorrow's game, but that's the beauty of the NFL. You never know what's going to happen, and these two teams are perfect examples of that. Unfortunately, one-team storybook season will come to an end on Saturday. But both teams deserve a lot of credit for their improbable runs this season. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. And now, a message from Discover about real rewards. If you're a loyal credit card customer, you should be rewarded for your loyalty, preferably with something that you actually want and something that you can actually use, something like Cashback Match. Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year automatically, dollar for dollar, because when it comes to rewards, you can't go wrong with cash back. Finally, rewards that make sense. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations to apply. Psst. hey, it's me, your dream.
10: What happened, man? We used to be tight. I say it's time we get back together. You and me, your dream, live in the van life in a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter. You could start a business or build a log cabin, whatever you want. It's a Mercedes-Benz van, so it's chock full of innovative safety features. All I'm saying is don't forget about me. I I mean, I am your lifelong dream. So what do you say? Let's head to the Mercedes-Benz Vans dealership and get that. When
8: you buy Napa Auto Parts, you're getting the best. Need a new battery? New wiper blades? When you pull into one of the five locally owned Preston Providence Napa Auto Parts stores, they'll not only make sure you get the right battery or wiper blades, they'll even help you install it. And if you need other work done, they could even recommend a dozen Napa Auto Care centers with ASE certified technicians.
3: Napa Auto Parts.
7: It's the perfect time to get rid of that old wood stove or put an insert in that old fireplace because the state of Utah's Wood Stove and Fireplace Changeout Program is back. Advanced Fireplace and Stove says let the government put the bill up to $3,800 towards your new heat and glow gas insert or fireplace or Vermont casting stove. Do you live in Idaho? No worries. Idaho's changeout program is in full swing. They can assist in the Idaho wood changeout too. Advanced Fireplace and Stove, 435-753-3734 or at advancedfireplaceandstove.com.
12: and Southern Idaho's home for sports, KLGN Logan, 106.9 FM,
0: 1390
5: AM. The Fan. And here's what you need to know. Five NFL players were unanimous choices for the all-pro team, including wide receivers Cooper Cup and Devontae Adams. Kansas City Chiefs running back Clyde Edwards-Alaire is out for the playoffs this weekend. Shoulder injury, missing a third straight game, but wide receiver Tyreek Hill should return from last week's sore heel. Philadelphia running back Miles Sanders will play Sunday at Tampa Bay, three weeks after hand surgery. Dallas linebacker Keanu Neal out with chest and elbow injuries. And Patriots tackle Isaiah Wynn is out. For tomorrow night's playoff at Buffalo with hip and ankle injuries. There's college basketball on FS one right now. At number seven Purdue, Boilermakers up 32-17 over Nebraska. Under seven minutes to go in the first half. Second game on FS one tonight. 9 p.m. Eastern Time. We'll have number 25 Illinois hosting Michigan. Nine NBA games tonight, including Phoenix 31 and 9, playing at Indiana. Golden State's at Chicago. I'm Steve DeSager.
7: The jazz. Stockton On the three. Hit it.
0: The high schools.
4: it's gonna take it on the quarterback draw. He's to the 30, the 25, makes the move to the
5: 20, 15, 10, 5. He's into the end zone.
0: If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it.
3: Number four of my best non-sports sports. Wife carrying. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eric Franson with you here on a Friday. Thank you for tuning in. Hopefully, you're got some great plans for the weekend, and we've got some great stuff to get you ready for that weekend. But we got high school basketball tonight. We got uh, NFL Wild Card Weekend. We've got the Utah Jazz coming up this weekend as well. A lot of things going on. A lot of programming to follow. We'll make sure we remind you what's going on, when, and how to follow along. But uh, one of the other great things that are taking place, we got some exciting college football going this weekend. Uh, There's some senior bowls or some invitations and things like that. We'll remind you of where those are going on as well. Some of them do include some Mountain West schools, uh, some players from the Mountain West, and even some former Aggies are going to be involved. But uh, we wanted to talk to one former Aggie in particular today as uh, we get to celebrate the great season and great career that he had and find out what's next for Devin Tompkins a uh, great wide receiver at Utah State University, and he joins us now here on the Full Court Press. Devin, thanks so much for your time today.
12: Thank you for having
3: me. Uh, Devin, first of all, um, congratulations on a tremendous season for for you and for the team overall. I mean, you set three school records uh, this year. There have been some great wide receivers over Utah State's football history, but how does that make you feel to know that you're – you're there. You're number one in several categories. Not just one, but a couple different categories in Utah State history now.
12: I mean, honestly it's a blessing, you know. What I mean I mean making history was just something I always wanted to do, you know, like with the game of football, you know, I always wanted to be one of the greatest to ever play the game, you know, and um it actually feels good, you know. I feel like I kind of achieved you know, that goal in a certain way here at Utah State. So I mean I'm 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 thankful for it.
3: Devin, before the coaching change happened. A year ago, um, we already knew that you were a, a good wide receiver. You were fast. You had a lot of abilities for Utah State. But you put yourself in the transfer portal. There was some uncertainty with the coaching staff and what things were going to look like. Ultimately, you decide to stick around. But at what point did you know that it was the right decision to stay at Utah State?
12: um Well, you know, whenever uh Chris Anderson, you know, he uh, called me and. Um, uh, he told me the things he wanted to do and how he wanted to change the program and turn it around. And, uh, you know, I could just hear the generosity in his voice, really, him and Coach Buffalo. And, um, you know, I just, I knew he, he really just sounded like a man of his word. You know, sure enough, a year later, you know, we had one of the greatest seasons ever. So, I mean, it, it really just was, you know, when Coach Anderson just reached out and talked to me for real.
3: And then how did that develop, um, over the course of in the spring and then stuff in the summertime and then as the team started to come together in the fall, what was your perspective on how this team came together and defied a lot of the preseason expectations that other people put on this team?
12: Yeah, no, we just really bought it, you know, in the spring, uh, coach Anderson came in, you know, he brought in, uh, you know, coach Jackson, the strength coach and then, uh, coach Tucker and everybody with the offense and, um, you know, we just all really embraced like uh what what he brought to the team. You know, and you could see the, the the difference in us. You know, from uh from winter workouts, and then when we started spring football, and then to the end of spring football, you know, we we just felt completely different. And then we got into the summer, and then we got into fall camp. And you could just see all that hard work from the spring and the winter. You know, just all come together. And uh, you know, that's that's why we were able to perform the way we did. You know, we all just we trusted our training, and uh, you know, just really took it serious this year and really bought in.
3: Devin, what's your relationship like with Kyle Cephalo?
12: I love Coach. I love Coach Cephalo, man. Uh, you know, he's really he's really helped me, you know, as a player and um, just being a student of the game. And uh, you know, he also gave me a lot of confidence this year, you know, within myself. Uh, I got something like you know that was big for me is just uh, the ability for a coach to really believe in you and how trust you a lot, you know. And um, the more he trusted me, you know, the more I trusted him, and our relationship just continued to build and build. And um, you know, it, it ended up being a really, really beautiful relationship.
3: This was a really special year, not just for you, but some of your teammates. Uh, I, I can't think of a time, and I don't know if it ever has happened in USU history, where three different wide receivers caught ten or more touchdowns on the year. Uh, what was that like with the other wide receivers that you got to to compete with and be on the field with?
12: I mean, it is amazing. You know, when I heard when I heard that stat too a couple weeks ago, I was just like, wow! Like, you know, that's just. It just shows how how productive we can be in that room, and um, you know, like that's one thing Coach Steph always uh, was that we would be the best uh, group on the field at all times. You know, like during practice and during games, we always wanted to be the best group on the field. You know, even in the workouts, you know, we always worked hard, and you know, we always we just we knew what time it was for us. You know, we knew what we wanted to do so. And uh, Coach Steph, look, you know, he fired us up all the time. Like he he got a lot of energy. He's really positive too. So it's it's great to have a coach like that. You know, and then in a room of such great guys, you know, everybody has their own personalities, but you know, we have such a, it's, it's, it's fun, you know, we all love each other in that room, so I mean, it just goes to show our chemistry and what we have in each other.
3: Is there a play or even a a game that stands out to you that uh, is, is above others that you experienced this past season?
12: Um, I'd say that my West Championship game, just overall in general, you know, uh, just the way we came out, you know, we just dominated the whole game and everybody, you know, on the sidelines, energy on the sidelines, we just it wasn't like at any time we felt like like nervous or like felt like we were we weren't gonna be able to win like like the whole time we all knew that we were gonna be able to do this and win this game. So that was honestly the best thing of a film ever, like being in the football.
3: I I've gotta be honest. I mean you've you've had some tremendous catches, athletic, acrobatic catches, you've had some great runs after the catch. But probably one of my favorite plays was one that you didn't even touch the ball. It was in the championship game, they line up uh, they you see how the defense bites on you, and you put your hands in the air like you already know it's going to be a touchdown, and uh, it, you pulled one over on San Diego State. What was going on on that play?
12: Um, I like I just saw the way that uh you know the coverage of the defense, and um you know I saw the play call, and I just like I was just like yeah, this is going to be a touchdown. I told the uh I told the defense after I was before the play I was like yeah, it's going to be a touchdown right here, and as soon as it, like it snapped, you know I just like hopped off the line a little bit there. Uh, you know, just kind of grab the attention of the guy that was over talking to me, and then threw my hands up because I know Brandon Bowling. You know, he's he's good for catching all, a lot of balls. So you know, I know was the, honestly gonna get touchdown.
3: <laughs> so you you were talking some smack before the play even was was uh, snapped.
12: Oh yeah, definitely always.
3: <laughs> I love that. I love that. What was your relationship like with uh, Logan Bonner as a new guy shows up on the scene? Uh, he had uh, the he was recovering from an injury. You didn't really get to do much with him in the in the springtime, but what was that like developing that relationship with him as a quarterback?
12: I'm a good, you know, he was like right he was right uh next to me in uh in the locker room, you know, we were a locker mate. But uh, you know, we always talk we always talk ball and uh I love the fact that he's a competitor, you know, like he always, you know, always we always worked on fixing things that we needed to fix and um we always communicated really good on the sidelines and in practice too, you know. So it was just really great to have him, you know, and like him to to be able to understand me, you know, and me to be able to understand him and him trust me to throw me those balls, you know, like some of the balls he probably could have got in trouble for me and, uh, and on the the film room, but, you know, he trusted me enough to throw me those balls. So, um, you know, I think we built up a lot of trust over the time, especially in practice, you know, and like you said, not being able to play in the spring, like not having the spring because he was hurt and that, uh, in the summer, you know, we threw all the time. Uh, and in fall camp, you know, we really worked on our chemistry a lot, so, um, you know, that's, this is the outcome of it, you know, and that's how hard we really work together.
3: You know, we're talking to Devin Tompkins, the, uh, the standout wide receiver for Utah State University, uh, and uh, announced that you're pursuing an opportunity to go to the NFL. What's that process been like for you? Do you have an agent already? What, what's what's next steps for you?
12: Um, you know, just uh, really getting ready for the uh, for uh, pro day. You know, hopefully I get a combine invite, but right now I'm getting ready for pro day. But um, I just went to a uh, you know a CGS uh, bowl. It's um, it's a showcasing event, you know, for uh, for college athletes that are going to the, uh, getting ready to go to the NFL. And um, you know, I just did that. I did pretty good up there, and uh, you know, I'm excited for the journey. I'm just I'm just training, you know. I'm back at home in Florida and uh, with my family, and just you know, I'm really I'm really ready for the next stage in my life and this next step.
3: What was this last year like for your young family? with everything you went through, because one of the things that we heard that the, one of the reasons you had contemplated going in the transfer portal and leaving to go somewhere else was because of your, your own uh, young family.
12: Yeah. Um, no, it's been, it's been, it's been a, it's been a journey for us. You know, it's, it's been, a, there's been ups and downs, but um, overall, you know, it's, it's made me, I found a lot of peace in it, you know, and um I just really uh, want to give my kids the world, you know, more than anything, I want to give them everything that I never had as a kid growing up. So, that's just been my real big focus and motivation.
3: When you uh, look at opportunities to prepare yourself to go to the NFL, are, who are, who are you talking to on things that you need to do or or work on to prepare yourself to be a legitimate NFL uh, player?
12: Um, I, have, I have a good team around me, you know. I have a good I have good uh, good agents, you know, around me, and I have great uh, family members around me as well, and. Uh, you know, they they tell me like the things that uh you know that, that scouts are looking for, and um just really what to understand compared preparing for this next level and being a professional athlete. You know, it's a little, it's a bit, a lot different than being a college athlete. But um you know I'm starting to get the hang of things. I'm starting to really understand what's really going on here, and um I got to have a great, I have a great team around me, a great family around me, and um you know that's uh, I understand that's what you need in order to be successful in life.
3: Certainly, one of the questions that has to come up frequently with people talk to you about the NFL is, "Well, you're just not tall enough." Uh, mm. But we see guys that are in the NFL that are undersized that can still uh, succeed. So, what what's your comeback to that?
12: Um, you know, I feel like for me, it's you know the proof's in the pudding. Like you turn on the tape, and uh, you know you can see me jumping over top of six foot DBs and all those type of things. And um, you know. I just never really listened to the whole undersized thing. I never really let it play a factor me. Because for me, you know, I, I feel like I'm a lot bigger than what I actually am. So I, I continue to carry that attitude, you know. So I think that's going to be the biggest thing for me. And, you know, going into the NFL, you just really carry the same attitude that I've always had.
3: Well, one thing is for certain. You had one of the biggest catch radiuses of anybody that I saw this year. You would go up and get anything in your direction. So you definitely proved that you can go up and get anything and fight with any uh, corners or safeties that may be out there. Uh, it's is there? Uh, have you had thoughts about um, uh, playing a larger role, maybe in the kick return or punt return game?
12: Oh yeah, definitely. You know, I know for a guy like me, you know, that's more undersized. Uh... That's like definitely like the number one thing they want to see. So, um, you know, I'm prepared for that. I've had a couple of returns, a ton of in my uh, college career. So, I'm, I'm, really, you know, I've just been waiting for my opportunity to uh, get back there and actually fully showcase all that I really have. You know.
3: And then uh, you said you're preparing for uh, the pro day for Utah State. Hopefully, getting an invite to the the combine. But when when is that pro day? What's kind of your schedule like now until then?
12: i um, really just uh, training every single day. Really, uh. Training, getting my body back right, you know, just doing the things that I need to do in order for me to, uh, you know, be in the best shape possible and uh, be able to perform the best at uh, pro day.
3: Uh, actually, I lied. I do have one more question, and it was uh, you kind of hinted at this earlier, but I wanted to circle back on that. Which was the, the, the bigger game for, for you and, and for the team, the, the, the conference championship game or the bowl game where you got to go to that beautiful SoFi Stadium and, and beat another Power 5 school?
12: Yeah, I mean, they're both really, really important. But I think the biggest one was like, oh, for the team was the conference championship. You know, just because of like where we came from last year, you know, and then and, and, like not actually ever. It's been a long time since Utah State won a conference championship. So, uh, you know, that was really a big accomplishment for us, you know, because that's the goal that every team starts at the beginning of the year. You know, start that week. You we start in fall camp, you know, and like you just want to everybody wants that championship at the end of the year. You know, everybody's going for the same goal. And for us, you know, come out on top, and like after we lost a couple, you know, we lost two Mountain West Conference games. So for us to still be able to come out on top and do this, you know, that was really, really special for us.
3: Well, Devin, we wish you all the best of luck. Uh, certainly can't say enough uh, positive things about the impact that you had uh, at Utah State with that football season and uh, what you've done uh, with your family as well. It's been awesome, and uh, best of luck moving forward. And we'll we'll see how things go at Pro Day and hopefully you get a, that combine invite.
12: Yes, thank you. Thank you. I greatly appreciate it. You guys have a great night.
3: All right, thank you. Devin Tompkins, a great wide receiver at Utah State. Three records uh, at USU with, uh, uh, with receptions, uh, total yards, and five games at the least, 170 yards receiving. Just an outstanding career. Certainly capped off of the tremendous season this last year for USU on the way to the uh, conference championship and the bowl victory. A quick timeout here in the Full Court Press, some additional thoughts about uh, other uh, Mountain West and Utah State athletes involved with some uh, showcase bowls coming up. We'll let you know when those are taking place. Stick around.
2: Advance Heating and AC, the gold medal winner in the best of northern Utah, is teaming up with Carrier Heating and Cooling. Carrier provides you with the best furnace units available. And now is the best time to buy a new unit before the weather turns. Cash Valley cold. Financing options are available. Turn to the experts at Advance Heating and AC and Carrier. Advance Heating and Air Conditioning at 752-7272. Stop by at their showroom west of DI. Online, at advanceheating-ac.com.
1: Steven, stop
4: dragging your feet. Don't don't you give me that. Look, you've had a bad attitude all day. Now, look, I know you'd rather be with your friends right now, but this has to be done, and either you start cooperating or I'm going to start taking things away from you.
5: And I think you know what that means, don't you, Steven? Yes, I I do. All right. Okay. Watch it. Bigger isn't always better. At Castalight, you'll choose from a huge selection of pavers and receive help from experts. You'll see just how easy it is to do it yourself. For brick, block, rock, paver, and tile, go where the pros go, online at castalight.com.
10: Westwood one has all the excitement of the super wildcard round of the NFL playoffs. On Saturday, it's the Raiders and the Bengals followed by the Patriots and the bills. Then a triple header on Sunday featuring the Eagles and bucks 49ers and Cowboys and the Steelers and chiefs. And then one final game on Monday night between the Cardinals and the Rams from the wildcard round all the way to Super Bowl 56 in Los Angeles. The NFL playoffs are right here.
8: It's wildcard weekend in the NFL. On Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan.
9: Hi, this is Bob Larson with LSS Insurance. Are you confused by TV commercials telling you all that you're missing from your Medicare coverage? These national ads are offered by people you will never hear from again and are only interested in selling you something. Let us answer your questions and show you in detail your Medicare options. We're your local agent, here to help throughout the year. Please call 752-9493. Why not take advantage of every benefit available? Come see us or call 752-9493.
0: New federal guidelines have nearly doubled the number of Americans eligible for lung cancer screening. Insurance companies are required to cover these tests for those ages 50 to 80 who currently smoke or used to smoke. Along with new treatments, lung cancer screening saves lives. If you are 50 to 80 years old and smoke or used to smoke, talk to your doctor about lung cancer screening. For more information and to find a screening center near you, visit the National Lung Cancer Roundtable at nlcrt.org. Talk the sports you care about. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. <laughs>
3: Welcome back to Full Court Press. Really appreciate Devin Tompkins for spending some time with us today. Look, we talked about the records that he set, but he also tied a few more than just that. Um, you know, look at uh, – he, so he set the records for receptions at 102. He set a new school record for yards at 1,704. Uh, He set a record for five games with at least 170 receiving yards. He then tied the school record with uh, six consecutive 100-yard receiving games. That was originally set by Kevin Curtis back in 2001, so he he tied that record. He also tied the school record with nine 100-yard receiving games in a season, and that was set by Nakia Jenkins back in 1996. Uh, Curtis tied that in 2001 with his fantastic season. But uh, what a career, what a year for our Devin Tompkins and this football team. Uh, going over some of the end-of-season notes that the uh, sports information folks up at Utah State put together, um, some really interesting tidbits here. The Utah State, the first team ever to go from one win to 11 wins. Isn't that incredible that turnaround and that Blake Anderson didn't get a coach of the year anywhere from let alone the mountain West, but also there were some other national recognitions and he was a finalist for some of them, but absurd that he did not win any of that. Um, won the conference championship the year after winning only one game. Uh, Incredible, not just Mountain West records. You look at that nationally, historically, incredible. Uh, all of the wins on the road or away from home, the longest active streak in the country. Seven road wins, one neutral site victory, longest active streak in the nation. Um, tied with Georgia, trails Notre Dame by with had ten. Cincinnati had eight for the third-longest active road streak in the nation. But um, absolutely incredible year, right, with all the things they're able to do at home, on the roads, especially uh, two wins over P5 programs, conference championship, on the road at San Diego State, nationally ranked. Yes, they had some COVID, but it wasn't affecting their defense. It was mostly on the offensive side. And that did not matter one bit. Utah State, the offense just went right at them. And uh, interesting hearing Devin Tompkins talk about that, the confidence and calm that the that Aggie team had in that uh, conference title game. It just speaks to volumes of what well, this coaching staff, uh, who they are, how they prepare their players, how they prepare the team. It's awesome. Excited to see what... Uh, <laughs> what Next year is going to be like tough to replicate, but there's going to be some great players coming back and excited to see some of the new players coming in. It's a new era for Utah State, so it's an exciting time for the Yankees. Uh, that's for sure. Um, but I want to throw this out to you. I, I asked Devin if, if he had a favorite play or a favorite game. Is there a, a, a play that uh that stood out in your mind? Um, or a game performance that stood out to you and what he was able to do this past season? Love to hear about it on our Guild Mortgage text line, 435-339-0321 if you want to weigh in. But uh, just a tremendous season for, uh, for Devin Tompkins and for USU. And look, I think he does have an opportunity to go to the NFL. Uh, I think he does. I think we've seen guys that are undersized, be able to uh, play well, and have a role in the NFL. Rules are changing. It's absolutely more uh, more favorable for the offense. And um, you can see guys running routes and, and doing things that normally they would never have the confidence to do that. Um, so it's uh, it's turning into an offensive league and a guy that can go up and get a ball – who's got the speed that he has, I think he has a spot. I don't, I don't know if he gets drafted, to be honest. I just think that that uh, size will be a knock against him. and He, he just can't overcome with no matter how hard he trains. But um, I think that he will be able to find a spot on a team. Uh, in a kick return, punt return, maybe in, uh, you know, as a slot receiver. I, I think there are opportunities for Devin Tompkins in the NFL. And I hope a team really does their homework on him and uh, gives him a shot and lets him go out there to prove what he can do. Uh, if there's a favorite play from Devin, a favorite game performance, a body of work in a game that stands out to you, I'd love to share that and hear about it. 435 339 0321 on the Guild Morgans text line. Uh, Utah State basketball now getting ready for Wyoming. Wyoming's last game. Played. The last time they played organized basketball was in Hawaii at a tournament and it was on Christmas Day. That is nuts. They've had four games postponed because of COVID, some because of themselves, others because of their opponents. So this team like look, they looked pretty good in their uh in the, in the non-conference. Um 11 and 2 overall. Those two losses were at Arizona who was ranked 11th in the country at the time. And they lost by 30 points and then they lost to Stanford there in that uh, in that tournament in Hawaii. Um some of their like uh, they do have some wins that uh maybe a little notable, sure. I mean they beat Washington seventy seven to seventy two. They've got some wins against some other, uh, I guess, respectable teams. They beat Utah Valley, they beat Northern Iowa, they beat uh, South Florida. But they haven't played in over a month. Well, in about a month. Um, I guess it's Not quite a month, but it's been several weeks. Uh, Their games uh, against Boise State, Nevada, Fresno, and San Diego State were all postponed. And so now they come to Logan to take on the Aggies tomorrow night. And here we go with this uh, rust versus rest. And how is that going to affect the Wyoming Cowboys? Uh, look, The Aggies had a couple of games postponed, and we saw that it affected them against in that New Mexico game where they were a little rusty, took them a while to get going, and eventually in overtime, they were able to, to close it out. But that carried through, and that was a problem again on the road earlier this week at Colorado State, <sighs> which maybe not necessarily true because the Aggies did jump out to that 10-5 lead And then lost it, and were just trailing, and regularly seven to eight or nine points behind until uh, they started to make their run in the second half. And then it was just a back and forth battle, anybody's game. They just couldn't close it out. But um, you know, how much does this Aggie team learn from some of these uh, mistakes? And that Air Force game was (laughs) that was tragic, but. Utah State has uh, not had a home game since December 21st. That's when Portland State came to town. So I hope we have a, that the, we have a lot of fans there that show up to cheer on Utah State against the Cowboys. Uh, Wyoming's a good team. Look, this is a team that's got three guys that are, uh, that are good players, four players who average double digits. They're led by Hunter Maldonado. Who is kind of their do everything guard? Who's a big guard? If this team has length, Hunter Maldonado, he's their senior. He's six foot seven. Uh, He's averaging seventeen points a game, five and a half rebounds, nearly six assists per game. Uh, They're anchored in the post by Graham Ek, their sophomore six foot nine uh, forward, averaging about twenty points a game, just under twenty. And about eight and a half rebounds a game. A Couple other uh wing players who can shoot the rock and they like to take threes. Xavier Ducell and Drake Jeffries, uh both, you know, good sized guards. This team has length. Ducell is six foot four and Jeffries is six foot five. And they both average double digits. Eleven point five and ten points. So, um, they also, the other thing that stands out to me about this Wyoming team and what they've been able to do so far this year, besides four players who average double digits in scoring, they've got five players who average five rebounds or more per game. So it's a lot of guys that are crashing the boards and doing their part to try to make it uh, interesting to take away opportunities, but also give themselves second chance opportunities. Um, I. The ESPN BPI, how much you take, you know, how much that uh, basketball power index, how much of a role that actually plays. But it has Utah State favored in this one, 69% to 31%. But these two teams are very similar in what they do. They both average about 77 points a game. Uh, Wyoming is a little better defensive team, only giving up 63 Utah state's giving up about 70, uh, field goal percentage is about the same rebounding per game is virtually this identical Utah state does do a better job of distributing the ball and passing it around and uh, getting more guys involved in what they're trying to do offensively. But, um, blocks per game, Wyoming may have a little bit of an edge. Utah State does a better job of taking the ball away with steals. But for me, i got to think for Utah State to press the advantage here, it would be to come at Wyoming. Use speed as your advantage. Wyoming hasn't played organized basketball in several weeks. So speed them up. Run them. Test their conditioning and uh, make them you know, rush their shots and not get comfortable with what they're trying to do. I'd like Utah State's chances in this one, but Wyoming's a good team. They've got good shooters. They've got good outside shooters. They've got a good interior presence. Um, Graham Ike, I mean, who's going to defend him? Is uh, Horvath going to spend his time in the low post? Uh, is uh, Bean going to have to slide over to help out with that? And the, they've got length at the guard position. So uh, I, I think that uh, having Sean Berstow in there certainly helps Utah State with his versatility. And I like where he is playing right now. I mean, he was a huge spark for USU um, at, uh, at Colorado State. Can that continue? And look, he played good against New Mexico as well. Since he had his uh, injuries... It, uh, a time away from the game, he's come back a different person. He's come back a different player, and I just hope that continues. Something, something else I'd hope that comes back is contributions from the bench, someone other than Stephen Ashworth. Now that Barstow was in the starting lineup, there are opportunities for other guys to to do something, and and this is a matchup with their length that Trevon Dorius could play a huge role and an important role. For Utah State in the low post, even if he doesn't show up in the you know, in a lot of statistical categories, just play solid basketball, solid defense in the low post. Um, just to give the Aggies opportunities to try to slow down Graham Ike. he's he's a load, he's a big body. But uh, I'm excited for the matchup. Um, I, I'd love to hear your what your keys are. What would your keys be? for this game coming up this weekend with the uh, a pregame coverage starting at 6 o'clock on KVNU Game Night. Tip-off at 7. Uh, 8577 weighing in on our Guild Mortgage text line. Ryland Jones is a detriment to the team, to be honest. Um, I don't know. I mean, he's had some games where he's struggled a little bit. He's had some injury uh, issues. Aren't his fault. But um, I think he's a good distributor. I think he helps set guys up. Uh, not the best outside shooter. But um, love to see him continue to evolve and, and, and get better. But I don't know if I would say that he's a detriment to the team. Uh, he, some of these games where he hasn't performed well, it's, he's he's playing through injury. I, I'm not using that as an excuse. It's just a reality. But... Um, Okay. Any other thoughts that you guys have about this matchup or keys Utah State uh, needs to be focused on when they take on Wyoming? 435-339-0321. Love to get your thoughts on that. Uh, Also, coming up on the other side, some additional thoughts about this NFL wildcard weekend and uh, some other uh, showcase bowl games where they put a bunch of players from all over the country together to give them some opportunities to showcase their talents and abilities in front of NFL scouts, Uh, run through some of the games that are coming up and who's participating from the Mountain West in those, and uh, see what happens, see if you can uh, uh, tune in and check those out. So we'll talk about that coming up on the other side here on the Full Court Press.
1: You've heard a lot of chatter lately about job openings. Job seekers like you have a lot to choose from. Who has the best pay, benefits, and work environment? Here's your answer. Homestead Cabinet. If you want to work for a company with outstanding pay, monthly profit share, great benefits, four-day weekends, an awesome work environment, and you get a whole week off every two months, Homestead Cabinet in Hiram is the place to be. We need good, hard workers who are humble and curious to work in one of the most technologically advanced shops in the nation. If this is you, go to homesteadcabinet.com
8: cubex fitness is in the giving spirit with their biggest special ever for a limited time become a cubex member and get your first two months for free then pay their lowest price ever only 15 dollars per month with no contract you'll also receive the cubex nutritional guide ebook for free a 30 dollars value Work out at cubex with our virtual trainers in complete privacy in their sanitized environment without any concerns or distractions or comparisons This is your year. Achieve your goals at Cubex Fitness in Logan. $75 cancellation fee at the time for cancellation. Hurry, offer end soon. What's more important than sleep?
4: Granted, some things are, but not many. This is Ryan at My Mattress, and here we offer the best solution to better sleep, a better mattress. IntelliBed, the gel mattress, cradles your hips and shoulders while providing the best back support possible. Or come in and choose a tempur that boasts 93% of their owners love their bed. My Mattress, offering the best sleep possible by the South Walmart.
10: The super wildcard round of the NFL playoffs kicks off with a special Saturday doubleheader. Hi, this is Scott Graham. Join me and the rest of our Westwood One crew for all the action. First, the Las Vegas Raiders take on the Cincinnati Bengals. Then, it's an AFC East rivalry when the Patriots head to Buffalo to face the Bills. From the wildcard round all the way to Super Bowl 56 in Los Angeles, the NFL playoffs are right here.
8: Wildcard weekend begins Saturday afternoon at 2 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan.
5: It's that first kiss that moment in time,
8: it's that
1: look in her eye, when you get the first sign, we make it personal, you know when it's real, something for everyone, we know
5: how you feel, chariots my jewelry, make it special, make it chariots.
7: This is Detective Johnson from the Logan City Police Department. Scams in our community are on the rise and innocent victims are losing thousands of dollars. These scams are coming in the form of phony phone calls claiming to be from government organizations or legitimate businesses. They are also circulating on social media and emails. Almost all of these scams are asking for payment through gift cards that are almost impossible to track. No legitimate business or organization uses gift cards as currency. If you receive a scam of this nature, do not give the scammers any information and immediately call police. Remember, pause, stop, call a cop.
0: The Aggies are number one here. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com.
3: Welcome back to the Full Court Press, uh, talking about Utah State and Wyoming, tipping it off tomorrow night in the Spectrum. 7 o'clock tip-off, KVNU game night coverage beginning at 6 o'clock, a full one-hour pregame like every game deserves. With comments from Jalen Moore, Al Lewis, breaking it down, you'll hear comments from Coach Ryan Odom as uh, he shares his thoughts about the matchups and uh, where his team is at after a tough loss on the road at Colorado State. And I'm asking you, what you think are the important factors for Utah State as they take on a Wyoming team that hasn't played a game in several weeks? Their last game was December 25th, Christmas Day, at a tournament in Hawaii. Since then, they've had multiple games postponed, some not their fault, others because they had COVID within their own program. Um, they had a game earlier this week, had to be postponed, so... Uh, their conditioning, I think, is going to be at question. And so I think if you're Utah State, use that to your advantage. Press the tempo. Go up and down on them. Get after them to, uh, tomorrow night and uh, make them work. So um, that's what I'd like to see. Use that to your advantage. 435-339-0321 if you want to weigh in your share your thoughts about things that uh, Utah State needs to do or be aware of to make sure they get the win against the Cowboys uh 5879 weighing in don't get behind early you'll lose the crowd hmm. ooh good point really good point I mean that's the other point here too is Utah State hasn't had a home game since December 21st so Man, remind people why it's so fun to be there. Play well, and I think you're right. If if they're not playing well, I mean the Aggies lost to Air Force. They barely beat New Mexico. They lose to Colorado State. You want to you, you want to remind them that it's fun basketball. It is fun basketball. This style that Coach Odom has. Players are moving the ball around. Multiple guys are scoring. You got. A tremendous player in uh, in Justin Bean doing things that few are doing across the country. It's absolutely worth the the price of admission. But uh, keep it going. They have to keep it going. Um, the crowd crowd needs to play an important role, and as it usually can do, um, and uh, and has done before for Utah State. That great crowd has uh, helped many, many, many times for USU. Let's hope that that is the case again um, tomorrow. So, again, uh, pregame coverage on KVNU starting at 6 o'clock uh, tomorrow. Tonight, uh, we got a bunch of high school basketball games going on. Let you know who's playing where, how you can follow along. Here on the fan, we'll have Skyview. Uh, they're going to be on the road. They're at Ridgeline. So it'll be Dave Simmons and uh, Nick Zollinger on the call. That'll be here on the fan. It'll also be on 104.5 The Ranch. You can watch the game on CashValleyDaily.com. So if you're at another game, or if you can't make it to any of these games, pull it up on your desktop, on your iPad, on your phone, and you can watch the game and follow along remotely. Uh, Other games going on, uh, Mountain Crest is at Logan. So, Al Lewis is going to be calling the play-by-play for that game on KVNU, 610 AM, 102.1 FM. It'll also be on 107.7 KLZX. And then last but not least, Green Canyon is at Bear River tonight. And actually, A.J. Knight will be on the call for that one as uh, the Bears welcome the Wolves. And that'll be on 104.9 The Ranch in Elder County, as well as Light FM 100.9. So... A lot of high school basketball action going on. uh, And something kind of exciting, actually, that's uh, coming about is with what we've been able to do in some of our recent developments in covering high school sports. We're going to start doing a Region Eleven girls basketball game of the week. And we're going to highlight... One of, the great, uh, one of the great matchups of the week that will be taking place in Region 11. And so we'll be able to highlight girls' basketball and uh, have a broadcast crew there. And those games will be streamed, video streamed on Cash Valley Daily. So you can watch those. You can share it with friends and family who are outside of the area. So we're really excited about how that's coming together. And uh, we'll be starting here next week. So we're really excited about how that's developed and uh, moving along. So we'll have additional details as we nail those down. But um, really exciting stuff with how we've been able to cover uh, local high school sports this year. And, and really, we, we couldn't do it without your support and without the support of uh, the business community. You guys have been awesome. So please, if, if you're watching these games and you hear some of the sponsors or see some of those sponsors in these games – if you see them, if you know them, boy, thank them for what they're doing because they make it possible for us to do this. So a big shout out to those who have all come together to make this work. And we've got some great play-by-play crews that are calling these games. I mean, the experience that we have, the talent that we have, it's its crazy. It's unheard of. And I'm not just saying that because they're my guys and, and part of our building and our staff. I mean, when I look around, the state and even other parts of the country, I'd stack our crew up against anybody. It's, it's awesome, and we really do appreciate what they do and how they take it seriously and how they prepare for each game. So more exciting things to come with how we cover local high school sports. Another timeout here in the Full Court Press. When we come back? Some additional thoughts about Wild Card Weekend, and some of the matchups going on in the NFL. Uh, if you want to continue to weigh in on some of the earlier questions that I threw out there uh, who has the most to lose this weekend in the NFL playoffs? Uh, either that's a team, a coach, or a player. Uh, who's playing on house money? Doesn't have to be an underdog, but um, who's uh, got some momentum on their side coming into these playoffs? And, uh, and also, what are some of your keys to the game for Utah State as they take on Wyoming in basketball tomorrow night in the Spectrum? Utah State's first home game since December 21st. We'll talk about that uh, and more coming up on the Full Court Press. It's a big
2: night. Friday night at the Open Range. Bring your friends and say hello to Aggie head football coach Blake Anderson. There will be lots of photo opportunities with Coach Anderson, a couple of Aggie players, and the championship trophy from the Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl. Enjoy live music with the band Haywire. And of course, lots of food and drink available. Admission just eight bucks. It all happens Friday night. Coach Anderson, players, and the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl trophy at the Open Range. Upstairs at the Logan Event Center. 1200 north, 200 East behind them all. Winter is upon us, which is the best reason to have a clean and healthy home. This is Dow with ChemDry
0: of Northern Utah. Let us come and make your carpets, rugs, and upholstery, and hardwood as clean as it can be. Platinum certified with a carpet and rug, institute and indoor air quality association. ChemDry's hot carbonation and quick dry times will leave your homes healthy and ready to combat the cold and flu season. We're a company that you can trust. Call ChemDry of Northern Utah. ChemDry
5: of Northern Utah. ChemDry of Northern Utah. Five, seven, five, two,
10: six, the Super Wild Card round of the NFL playoffs continues with a special Sunday triple header. Hi, this is Scott Graham. Join me and the rest of our Westwood One crew for all the action. First, the Eagles take on Tom Brady and the Bucks. Then it's the 49ers and the Cowboys. And the night finishes with the Steelers and the Chiefs. From the wildcard round all the way to Super Bowl 56 in Los Angeles, the NFL playoffs are right here.
8: Sunday's coverage of Wildcard Weekend begins at 1030 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. The new year isn't the only thing we're celebrating here at Alpine
1: Home Medical. This year marks our 25th anniversary, and we could be happier to serve you. Hi, I'm Jay Broadbent. If you haven't shopped with us, we'd love for you to make us your one-stop shop for any of your home medical needs. They're always changing, so please don't hesitate to stop by any of our 10 locations throughout Utah and Southern Idaho. Alpine
5: Home Medical, we bring home.
1: Or online at alpinehomemedical.com
9: hi this is bob larson with lss insurance are you confused by tv commercials telling you all that you're missing from your medicare coverage these national ads are offered by people you will never hear from again and are only interested in selling you something let us answer your questions and show you in detail your medicare options we're your local agent here to help throughout the year please call 752-9493 why not take advantage of every benefit available come see us or call 752-9493.
0: Interviews, analysis, and a little bit of fun mixed in. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 1069 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan.
3: And hey, we've been talking about it for a long time, and you know when you need the best parts, if you're helping to, to fix your vehicle or somebody else's, you can go to Napa Auto Parts, and they'll help you out. They've got five locations locally owned and operated from Preston to Providence, and they'll take care of you. They've got some great deals on a lot of different products and, to, and tools to help you out. also want to remind you about Valvoline Instant Oil Change. And uh, it's, it's quick lube, right? You get in and you get out. Valvoline Instant Oil Chains are located across from Angie's at 695 North Main in Logan. Stop in, get your vehicle serviced by trained professionals. They do a fantastic job. Get you back out on the road quickly. And hey, coming up this weekend, actually, we've got some, some uh, college football showcase events. Uh, it's the uh, Spiral Tropical Bowl. Taking place on Saturday at 4 o'clock. Now, it is a pay-per-view. You have to, it's a, uh, I guess, Varsity Sports Network. If you want to watch that, it's going to be taking place in Orlando. There are 12 Mountain West players participating in that. Two of those are Aggies, Kyle Mayberry and Cash Gilliam. So, two uh, defensive backs from Utah State participating in the Spiral Tropical Bowl this weekend. Also on Saturday is the Hula Bowl which uh, features eight Mountain West players. That'll be uh, Saturday morning, 10 a.m. on CBS Sports Network. Coming up in a couple of weeks is the East-West Shrine Bowl, and that will feature five Mountain West players. That'll be on uh, the NFL Network, February 3rd, 5 p.m., played in Allegiant Stadium. And then the Senior Bowl... Features eight Mountain West players, and uh, that's February fifth, twelve thirty on the NFL Network. Um, so the uh, the Senior Bowl probably has more most notable players that will be participating: Carson Strong, Romeo Dubs from Nevada, Khalil Shakir from Boise State, uh, a couple of you know, Trey McBride, the great tight end at Colorado State. Uh, Cameron Thomas, that great edge rusher from San Diego State. So uh, there's a few others, but you get the idea. But uh, those uh, showcase bowls are taking place. And uh, uh, Kyle Mayberry and Cash Gilliam participating in, in the Spiral Tropical Bowl this weekend. Also this weekend is NFL Wild Card Weekend and... Uh, As I said earlier in the show, uh, there's a couple of games that really stand out to me over the others. Um, Raiders and Bengals, a couple of teams that they don't have modern playoff history. Uh, Two quarterbacks, it's their first time in the playoffs, which is shocking for Carr. This is his first playoff appearance, but uh, could be kind of intriguing to see what happens here. The Bengals have a bad offensive line. Raiders have a decent edge Uh, rush uh, tandem Uh, can they apply pressure there but can the Raiders score enough points to keep up with the Bengals that's going to be fun to watch Patriots and Bills split their regular season what's going to happen this time weather's going to be a factor it's going to be cold Uh, and so is it uh, all about the run game again uh, for the Patriots and will that prove to be the difference really I think this one comes down to how well will Josh Allen play But we'll have those games on Saturday here on the fan, and on Sunday, um, there's really one game for me that stands out, and that's the 49ers and Cowboys. 49ers have been playing well at the end of the season. Cowboys, they perennially do okay during the season, if not really good, but then they get to the postseason and falter. But is this the year that that changes? 49ers have uh, a couple guys that are uh, that are out uh, with. That secondary is a little bit suspect, so the Cowboys are probably going to throw the ball a lot on them. So that could be interesting. Jimmy Garoppolo, I think, is one of those guys who um, has one of the most to lose in this situation. If he continues to win, how do the 49ers not keep him? But if he loses, then it gives him an easy out. Uh, And then the Cardinals and the Rams. Rams also, their secondary is depleted. At Cardinals team, can they throw the ball enough and to uh, pick on that uh, secondary, I mean, they just signed Eric Weddle, who hasn't played organized NFL football since 2019. So will that prove to be the difference on Monday in that showdown between the Cardinals and the Rams? But again, the Cardinals have struggled at the tail end of the season. And so they're, they're not really coming in with a head of steam. Matt Stafford, there's a lot of questions on him. He's been shaky uh, he's uh, thrown a lot of interceptions. He's pressing the ball. If they get down, will he try to put too much uh, on his shoulders? And and he's thrown eight interceptions over the last four games. Um, Arizona on the other side, though, they've lost four of their final five. So I I, I think it's going to be fun. And even it's hard for me to count out the Steelers at the Chiefs. Just uh, I don't know the Chiefs. They've They've had some shaky offensive line in the past, but I think they've been addressing that. But the Steelers have some great edge rushers. Can they disrupt Mahomes? They don't have – the Chiefs do not have Edwards-Elair. Tyreek Hill, he's questionable. I don't know if he's going to be able to play. So some of their playmakers are out. So how well will the Steelers be able to take advantage of that with their defense and get after Patrick Mahomes and what he tries to do for Kansas City? However, I, I mean, they are the most heavily favored team Of all of them taking place and participating this weekend. And we'll have all the games except for that one on Sunday night. But all of them will be here on the fan on Saturday, on Sunday, and even Monday night. With that lone exception being the Sunday night game. Because we're going to have the Utah Jazz as they take on the Denver Nuggets in Denver. And if you didn't hear earlier today, Rudy Gobert and Rudy Gay both cleared Uh, the uh, the COVID protocols, and did participate with the team today in practice. I don't know if that means they'll be available to go on Sunday, but uh, the Jazz thankfully have a few extra days here to get guys back and hopefully get their wind back and their conditioning back uh, for a tough Denver team and uh, give themselves a chance to kind of get back on track if they can. The Jazz have fallen. And they're now in fourth place. They've fallen behind Memphis, who is on an absolute tear through the NBA right now. And the uh, Jazz have slipped, while Memphis has taken all of that momentum and uh, and moved up in the in the polls. But Denver, right now, twenty-one and nineteen. They've won six out of their last ten. Uh, Jazz are five and five out of their last ten games. So we'll see what happens on Sunday. We'll have the full play by play with David Locke here on the Fan. A lot of other things going on tonight with high school basketball, NFL wild card weekend, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday night. It's going to be a lot of fun. Make sure you take your radio with you wherever you're heading out this weekend uh, or fire up the mobile app. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great night, everybody. Have a great weekend.